we gotta like we gotta wait for the manager management to like send him the invite yeah. or whatever oh eve also if you can put your mouse over your face and then uh click the three dots and rename yourself um oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah ryan yeah, anti-art or here i'll do mine troy anti-art instead okay i i send it to his instagram dm too just to kind of like double like not to rush them or anything i just wanted to make sure that they got definitely have the you know what i mean shit whenever they're ready yeah so i think we should be good we might have it we might have like 10 or 15 minutes where it's like okay oh shit <laughs> all right let's do it no <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> What's good, man? Yeah, yeah, this welcome. is fucking unreal uh, that you're here, man. Thank you for thank you for accepting the invite into the anti uh, dojo here. I appreciate this very yeah, much. Of course, of course, I appreciate uh, all the love and support you guys have been showing. It's uh, it's really nice, heartwarming. So yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you, man. Yeah, well, it's really easy to be a fan of yours, man. We're like your music's insane. Like we love you. Like hearing uh, like smile with no teeth. Like it's one of our top ten albums of the year. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. All right, man. Troy, you want to kick us off with the first question? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, like, um, I mean, it looks like we're not the only people, like, a fan of your music. I mean, you were just nominated uh, for six ARIA awards. Like, also, congratulations. Like, that must Thank be you. incredible. Uh, yeah, it looks like you're nominated for Album of the Year, Best mm-hmm. Artist, Best Independent Release. And, uh, yeah, I just want to know, like, how do you feel, like, uh, getting those news, getting that news? Um, yeah, man, it's it's pretty surreal. Um this whole album has been an independent release. Um, the the label I put it on, Alanis, <clears throat> is a label that my my manager made, and I've like watched him. Um, I've watched him like build it from the ground up, and the Arias is usually very major label dominated, um, so it's kind of like unseen for an independent to release to get this kind of coverage and recognition. So it's like, it's, it's, it's definitely pretty ins- insane. And, and even just the music it, itself, like I never really expected it to be the kind of music that would be recognized on like an institutional, uh, institutional level. Cause it's not, it's not like easily categorizable music. Like it's not music that fits easily. Into A label. Yeah. Kind of really easy. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah, it's been pretty crazy. I'm I'm so I'm super proud of my team uh, and all the people that have supported me. Um, mostly, they they've they're so happy and they've worked so hard. So it's this this is for them. Hey man, I'm I, I'm hoping you win all six, man. I think you deserve it. To be honest hey, with you, thank you. Yeah, yeah man, seriously. I appreciate it. Yeah, but say like I mean, kind of you're saying like it seems like they're very like into like genres and kind of putting like a label and everything. Like, what was it like like seeing? your name like next to like the kid Leroy, Keith Urban, Mask Wolf and like uh Tony Tones and I. <laughs> yeah, it was um it was pretty insane. It was pretty insane. Like obviously like Keith Urban, like Kylie Minogue and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like like Australian music royalty, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like little old me. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was it's definitely crazy. It's kind of <clears throat> especially like doing the album when we did the album, like in COVID times, I obviously was like seeing the reception and seeing the praise, but like, I'm, I was just at home in my bedroom for most of it. And I was reading it on my phone, you know, I wasn't for the most part, I wasn't outside seeing people's reactions and stuff like that. So it felt a lot, a lot less real. It was a lot harder to actually, uh understand like the gravity of the situation so yeah seeing this has definitely put some put some weight to it yeah i mean it's really interesting that you say um that you saw the news on your phone because actually the review for your album uh which i posted you know the week or two that it came out i actually wrote it on my phone and yeah true (laughs) 
So, you know, while I, yeah, while I was at my <laughs> full-time job uh, that I have since quit, but um, you know, I wrote it. Yeah. I wrote it on the job. Uh, and <laughs> so, and I was listening to it on the job. So it's just crazy that it's just from your, from my phone to your phone. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how it is these days. Yeah. Real fucking crazy. And, um, you know, just going into your new music as well. Uh, we're we're going to get into your album and all that, like in fine detail in just a moment. But first I wanted to talk about this exciting new single backseat with Anna, uh, 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 Anna Luna. Is that how to pronounce Luna, it? Yeah. Luna. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Um, so like, what was it kind of like, um, uh, transforming like your style or like fitting your specific style into like a more electronic or more like poppy type of sound like was that difficult for you or was that like an easy transition would you say yeah no it's it's it was uh it was pretty easy it's it's like it's not too hard for me to change up as you might have guessed mm-hmm. um it's uh it's all just about the energy of the song if i if i like the energy then i can go with it the sound is kind of like a thing that i appreciate but never a hindrance for me um so i know uh, I know Anna has been working on that track for a while and has gone through a bunch of different phases. Um, <clears throat> she just hit me up. I, I actually ran into her at an airport hmm. and she happened to be friends with my uh, like label manager. And she was like, uh, she asked the label manager if she could send me this track. Um, and she sent me this original version with uh, Channel Trey on it. Oh, he's um, dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of got a bit of a reference, a bit of a vibe of like where she was going for, uh, what she was going for. And yeah, just kind of went for it. Like I said, like when the energy's right, things kind of happen pretty easily for me. Um, So it was like a, it was a really cool, really cool uh, drop, really cool song. Mm -hmm. We um, we were still in lockdown at the time. So the video, like my girlfriend recorded on her iPhone (laughs) and she got, she got like someone on her end to record it on her, on her, her iPhone and they just edited, edited it all together. And um, yeah, it was sick. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy how these things come together, man. And, yeah, it um, seriously is. Because yeah. uh, I was about to say, like, yeah, the video is like it's pretty insane. Plus, like, yo, you kill it on the chorus too. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> my man. boots thank in backseat. Like, it's <laughs> 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 just fucking awesome, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate and, it. And uh, are you uh, are you looking to do some more features in the future? Like, uh, now that you kind of broke the seal with that one, like, are you looking to do uh, some different stuff? Anything you have in the works that you could that you could talk about at all? Um, features are really uh, weird because like music takes so long to come out so like I'll do a feature like months or even years ago and I'll just totally forget it exists and then one day I'll just like this song's coming out next week so I'm like I can't honestly don't really know if I've got any, any more features coming out but I think with features yeah I'm pretty selective of what I do but it's just like I said before like if, if the energy's right if it, if it makes sense mm. um, then I'm totally down to give it a try okay yeah that's fair that makes sense and um you know obviously you're very adaptable to different styles and and you know um <clears throat> what do you call it we wanted to also you know try, sort of transition to talking about your album a bit um just again just to give you more praise you know we already gave you a, a lot of praise but just one last time uh just wanted to say you know we talked about your album your style your importance probably like the early episodes of the podcast remember that guys We're talking about that quite yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah, we used that. Yeah. yeah, we used drown uh, as a theme a couple times. I remember, and um, yeah, I just wanted to to just like again, just say the Australian music scene is, is the future. I think. Uh, I think you guys have something. I don't know what the fuck you guys have cooking out there. You have a, <laughs> just a, you just have a crazy independent scene. Um, mm. You know, and it, it's like um, I heard something. I don't know if it was from Fantano. I think a while ago, where it's kind of like man, like the radio like mandates or something like a certain amount of independent music. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a uh, there is that. I'm not, there's only a few that actually like follow it <laughs> yeah but, like the ones, that do, <laughs> the ones that do follow it are like the most popular ones though so yeah yeah that exists for sure uh, and wow. the rest are playing uh that uh rolling down in the deep song the astronaut <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hey, no comment from me. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. Hey, man. That song, that's a fun no, no, song. Yeah. It's a fun song. Yeah, it's a fun song. Yeah. 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 No, I kind of wish America was like that because, like, I feel like like they always play like kind of the same song every fucking time. And it, like, it really doesn't mm. expose their audiences to any new types of music. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So the the one station I was just talking about that do follow that mandate, uh, uh, Triple J, and they are like super um super keen on just unearthing new talent and new australian talent uh 
definitely they have this whole triple j unearthed thing where it's just like this website where anyone can upload their music and if they like it they'll play it on the main station and they have all kinds of competition like triple j uh triple j unearthed high um trying to unearth like high school students Hmm. who are musicians and i actually got uh, on that when i was in high school and that that was like my first look in australia Um, oh wow that really like helped kick off my career here in australia so yeah shout out to them they're 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 really doing their work yeah definitely definitely shout out triple j and that 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 was honestly a perfect segue into the next like part of the question i was going to ask you like um a prevailing theme of this podcast is something that we've been doing since the beginning is like kind of living your dreams and uh kind of breaking from you know uh you know living doing the nine to five and the bullshit and kind of doing you know creative stuff and i wanted to say like like with that look that you got i think that was maybe the first uh, first major look that you got but at what point in your career did you say like you know, I can pay my rent off this, or I can like, you know, fuck the nine to five. I can do this, like focus on this. This is my shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, it was probably not that long ago that I knew I could do it. Mm-hmm. And before then I didn't know I could do it, but I was just trying to do it anyway. And yeah. I was like, if I was like, if I, I was very willing to just like, not eat for a couple of days if I, if if I could just like build more steps to hmm. to this career, you know, um, you know. Luckily, I started pretty early, um, so I was still you know at my parents' house, so they weren't letting me starve. Um, but yeah, it, it it was only yeah, it was only like honestly this year when I started feeling like the gravity of things. Um, when we went on tour um, and we announced this tour in Australia things were just starting to open up again and we put out this poster for I think six or seven shows and they immediately started selling out and selling out and selling out and by the end of the tour we had 23 shows just off you know demand oh my god Um, yeah yeah and they all sold out Um, so I think it was like at that point where it was like okay, now I know, like, I can really do this. I can live off this for sure. Yeah, I can just keep, um, I can just do three more shows and they'll sell out. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's it, honestly. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Does that at That's all... That's always crazy. Does yeah. that at all change, like, how you're, like, going forward now, like, approaching music, like, knowing that, like, you have this success now? Like, does that change how your, your mentality at all? Not really, because it's still a thing that I have to remind myself. Um like I said, like that, that happened earlier in the year, but then again, with this ARIA announcement, I had to, it was like another reminder because at the same time, when I'm not out there touring, I'm still just in my room, just like thinking of shit to do mm-hmm. or I'm in here, this office, been learning, teaching myself how to DJ. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty like when I'm not just doing shows or recording, like I'm pretty, I'm like a hermit. I'm just in my house, just, just trying to think of cool shit to do. Um, so I do have to constantly remind myself that like people know who I am and people are like watching what I'm doing. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I think, I think it doesn't change my perspective that much because I was always doing what I wanted to do from the start anyway. Um, so I was never really waiting for any kind of success before I like did what I wanted to do. Um, there was never any kind of boundaries or restrictions in my mind. So even, yeah, even before I knew about the success or, or anything like that, I was just making music the way I wanted to make music. That, that makes sense. I mean, you just, you kind of knew that big things were in the future. Not exactly what, uh, not, you didn't know exactly what, but you just knew that like, you know, the art is the main thing and the success could come later and, you know, whatever that yeah. turns into. I under that makes, that makes a lot of sense. I, I totally understand that. And going to that, like, just kind of sidetracking into that hermit thing, I do the same thing, literally eight hours a day in my fucking room, in my parents' house, actually, uh, <laughs> just like sitting here, <laughs> writing reviews, you know, uh, reading stuff, listening to music, watching interviews. So I definitely relate to that. Um, yeah, so. I feel you. And, um, you know, uh, speaking of that tour also, like bringing, bringing, it, bringing that back, um, those 23 shows, I wanted to ask you, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, you're 20, how old are you, 23? 23, yeah. 
23. I wanted to ask you, um, are you a fan of Lauren Hill at all? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I like like Lauren Hill. She rules. Yeah. And uh, this week, uh, you know, we were, we uh, reviewed her debut album as like a classic essentially. Mm. And, um, you know, part of my research, my hermit research, uh, was watching an interview with her from 2010 about um, touring life and how, how stressful it can be and how the reason why she quit, you know, music or quit, um, rather quit making new music or quit like the cycle is because it went from the studio to touring to hotel, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Is that something that you experience or, you know, is it still kind of a fresh thing for you when you're kind of like excited about touring? How, how, does, how does that feel overall for you, that experience? It's, it's, it's a bit of both. Like I am still um new to it mm-hmm. uh but i have toured a lot in australia but touring in australia is very different from touring in like a place like america because touring in australia is like it can be like a weekend job like it can right. be tough but you can isolate your mm-hmm. tour to like thursday friday saturday and then have the week to rest um whereas like i'm getting the dates for this american tour that i'm going on in january and it's like back to back to back to yeah back. yeah um, yeah it's like you have to perform but, on like a tuesday like out of nowhere yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but with even even so like with this tour that i just went on even though things were opening up in australia um it was still like covid restrictions so we were doing like two shows a night um back to back so like two shows a night for like four four nights in a row which was insane because the show is like extremely intense and energetic and mm-hmm. lots of screaming, I've lots seen, of jumping yeah. around. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so I know by the end of that, I felt like if I can do that, I, I can, I can do it all. But also at the same time, I do have the prospect uh, or the foresight um, to see how grueling touring can and will become. Mm. And I, th- I think, I think it's good that I know that now because I'll be able to draw some boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. The music and the art is a huge priority, but it takes priority over the career, right? And and it it takes priority over the career, and my mental and physical health and well being also takes priority over the career. Even yeah, so, even higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, so man. good for you if good for you to recognize yeah. that so young in your career too yeah i mean like like i said like I'm, I'm a fan of lauren hill i'm a fan of a bunch of artists who have gone through that and i've been watching them and watching their interviews and etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's it's really helped me um from an early age understand why i'm doing this and, and where i'm going so i'm gonna try my hardest to go everywhere i can do as many shows as i can but never let it jeopardize me as a person or, or, or the art okay yeah that, that wow. yeah that makes a lot of sense and honestly you have a, a good head on your shoulders and good wisdom for somebody like our age you know what i mean like everybody everybody in america at least our age is like, <laughs> like don't know what the fuck they're doing you know what i mean and I, I i appreciate hearing that you know what i mean that's like honestly very inspirational and like gives me hope that like people our age are like are, in, are in, headed in the right direction you know what i mean Mm-hmm. sure we are we are i mean I, I for a long time i didn't know what the fuck i was doing i still don't really know it's just, it's just, <laughs> just going off the vibes baby yeah um kind of like speaking on touring too um i'd say i saw that you recently that um you're gonna be like touring with tame impala on the russian tour so yeah. like we actually got like a pretty big question i mean we're huge tame impala fans but like is tame impala really just like one person Bro, I've heard. I don't know. The room is like, I don't know if I believe it. I how could it be? It's like how could it be? How could it yeah. be? Or is it? It's multiple instruments. Unless... It's just one guy. It's just one know, guy. Man. I'll have to. Like, I'll keep you updated, Doug. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, tell us about that though. I bet you were like so hyped to get the news that you were going to be touring with Tame Impala. Bro, it's so crazy, so insane, like. Yeah, it was, it was huge. Just like I don't really know what else to say. It was fucking <laughs> insane. Um, it was actually supposed to happen this year. It was mm-hmm. actually supposed to be happening this month, actually. Oh. I think or next month, but it got uh, postponed, unfortunately. But just gives me more time to to like build up the show, um, build up the the live presence. So when we get out there, I can hit it with a bang. 
it's like my first stadium stadium tour which is insane. oh damn yeah i didn't even see the venues yeah. damn yeah, that's fucking yeah. crazy man how, how, does, yeah. how does that feel like what is it like that's a whole different venue like how are you gonna like uh like how, how do you i don't know like what, what does that feel like do you prepare <laughs> he's like that? bro i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i never yeah man, like i don't know i never really know until i go and do it and then from there i'm like okay this is what it's like now i can now i can build from there like right. before then it's all just kind of estimating engaging but like yeah. a lot of those estimates and gauges kind of get thrown away once you actually know it yeah um but you know adaptability is like one of my biggest uh my biggest assets so i'll find a way i'll make it work i feel that and is are you are you bringing kieran uh jay Cowan, and andrew and all them on tour with you for the rush am tour or is it just going to be like a like a the same as your other shows that i've seen like the kind of dj set type thing um yeah still figuring it out um but yeah it might be it might be the goon show okay um the goon show yeah i, th- I feel like it, it, it might be a cool departure because obviously everyone's going to be with bands mm-hmm. um so I, I might yeah i might do the goon show i think the goon show is like really cool like that just like a sharp contrast it's like real theatrical yeah and it kind of moves away from just like being a concert to kind of like being a play of sorts yeah so i might go with that but we'll that's- see that's cool i mean in a, in a stadium like i saw kendrick in a stadium he, he did a similar thing with like uh, the kung fu kenny and everything like the outfits mm-hmm. and the he like uh disappeared into smoke and then it reappeared in the middle of you know what i mean i don't yeah. i'm not expecting you to do all that i mean but you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you could definitely if you're if you go solo it could be just as fun and just as rewarding as um you know um doing with i mean playboy cardi again another another uh guy who's doing it solo just out there just fucking killing it so you yeah, know yeah, either way sure. yeah so um That'd be awesome yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, excited to see the the videos and everything. And um, yeah, so now we're going to kick off a discussion uh, about your uh, debut record, Smiling with No Teeth. Um, uh, I think we should have Eve start, start with the first question because Eve had a pretty good uh, segue or like good question about kind of the general themes, right? Well, yeah, I was just wondering because like I, I I figured like when I was listening to the record, it had a structure that like I really wasn't like familiar with or just like I hadn't really heard a record with such a structure and it made me think of stuff like movies like poetry and it seems like you're a really like well-read person so I was wondering like what other influences kind of like have inspired you to like make the record the way that you did yeah I mean in regards to structure I was like I was definitely I read a lot as a kid and I wrote a lot of stories as a kid um and story writing I think was like would be my first creative medium um like in you know year one year two I was I was like writing short stories and I think that has permeated in some way throughout all the other creative mediums that I've Hmm. gone through in the rest of my life um particularly with with uh story structure and narrative arc and stuff like that like it was never an intentional thing, but it was just like, since I started that one creative medium when I was so young, that's, that's the thing that has, has, has carried through. And I remember constructing my first live shows and people have told me after it's like a roller, like an emotional roller coaster, like mm-hmm. goes up and down yeah, and it has yeah. like this kind of arcs and, and yeah, I just naturally structured the album in that way as well, where even if, even if you're not really kind of listening to the lyrics or, or getting the themes, there is a very um, noticeable like momentum, mm-hmm. like from start to, you know, it goes down, goes up, has its peaks, has its valleys. Um, yeah. What was the question? No, no, but it's, it's no, I, was little, I guess it's funny. It's funny you mentioned storytelling though. Cause like, I literally was telling them, I was like, it feels like a movie. Like, it feels like mm. there's like a beginning, there's like a climax, there's like these little arcs within it. So it was really interesting that you like mentioned like, you know, storytelling being like a huge influence on like just your creative like approach. You know what I mean? Like mm. ties yeah. in really well, but yeah, we were just, um, yeah. The question I think was about structure but i yeah, think you yeah, yeah. you answered it so yeah okay yeah you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um oh crap sorry hold on just gotta fix my mic a little technical issue one second oh man now, now we gotta start all over Yo, just another <laughs> note. Dude, i love your dreads bro your dreads are like so cool. oh, thank you bro thank yeah, you dude. you guys can you hear me mm. 
Sorry, yeah. My, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, my mic volume was turning down for some. Oh man, no, it's super loud. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Anyway, so talking about you know, uh, Eve kind of mentioned the structure, but I kind of wanted to delve into the themes because I think this is something we can definitely expand on and and talk about like endlessly. But you know, we only have we only got an hour uh, to you know until eight, uh, our time. But um, wanted to mention the theme. Uh, the main theme of the album, uh, in my opinion, and like it again, it stretches to other things. But the the seed that you know grows the tree is patching up um, chronic issues with temporary solutions seems to be, um, yeah. you know, the bandages on the face, covering up your face, uh, the gold chains, uh, you know, smiling with no teeth, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's a smile, but there's nothing there uh, type of thing. Yeah. And, and um, so just kind of, I just wanted to talk about like, you know, this is a very ambitious and multi-level concept record, which uh, I know on, on the Fantano interview, you addressed that uh, uh, it's, <laughs> what did you say? You said something where it was like uh he was trying to he was trying to explain like um uh like for a debut like that's hard to do or something and then you said pussy which i thought was very funny yeah. <laughs> yeah he was like why why did you go for that out the gate like with so many other artists would play it safe i said because they pussy yeah <laughs> like you know they just people want to be doing this but they they don't really have have the chest of the chest the heart the drive the mindset if you may exactly (laughs) but um yeah but basically like the question is how did you kind of what was what is what was the general inspiration or what was kind of like the first thing that kind of popped up to kind of start this like multi-leveled you know concept that you uh that you embarked on with this album um it was kind of like once i knew i was getting the opportunity to make an album um it kind of my whole purpose with music kind of came full circle because when I started making music, I started making music as like just a way to express myself and and talk about the things that I wasn't talking about in in everyday conversation. It was just like a way for me to get things off my chest. Mm -hmm. But then I guess going into like the music industry at the time that I did where it was already prevalent, that playlisting was was the major thing and it was mm-hmm. all singles and stuff like that the format in which I loved which were which was albums and and themes that stretched over a long period of time the ability to to kind of do that and perform that was dwindling um so I kind of never really got to I never really felt like I could put my full self into my releases mm-hmm. um until yeah, I got this opportunity to to make an album. So when that opportunity came, I just knew that, like I said, I wanted to go back full circle and, and just use it as like a therapy session, a venting session to just get all of this stuff off my chest. Um, so obviously I knew, before, I, I knew before the album even, we started even making the album that I was going to talk about like depression and, and racism and stuff because those are things that I was experiencing every day Mm -hmm. um so yeah but then as the writing process got deeper as we made more songs and and did more sessions um it's only then that the whole like black dog motif started coming up and and the actual concept and theme became more crystallized it was only like i think we were already like two-thirds done with the album before i was really like oh shit yeah i got it right wow yeah. Wow, that's crazy because I feel like the, the theme, the, the motif of Black Dog is like everywhere on this album. And they, yeah, they, they, honestly, you, you kill it, man. No, thank you. Two yeah, I mean, done. a lot of that's, that. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of that was like, it was almost like subconscious. Like I was putting the term Black Dog in the music already, but I was mm. like, I I knew something was there, but it was it was almost like channeling some shit. And I knew something was there, but it, it wasn't till later down the line that I like clicked everything together for myself, which is kind of why um, I like I like reading different people's interpretations because I feel like they're just as valid as my own. Mm-hmm. Because for so long I didn't even know what the fuck I was. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, so it was it was. So I love yeah I love reading people's different interpretations, and I try I try to keep my music somewhat ambiguous as well just so people can get what they personally get out of it and and um yeah that's that's just as valid as as my own interpretation like just because i intend to do something that doesn't 
mean that's like the way it is and that's what this means it's like it, it means what you think it means because once i put it out it's yours right and I, honestly i think i think the best albums and the best stories and the best you know movies all that um they you know they, they start off with a small concept or like a simple concept again like you know the idea of uh, wanting to bring up you know uh these issues that you're facing every day or you know those are the kind of themes or like you know as i said the chronic issues with temporary solutions and they start from that and then along the way you catch all these little other things you know what i mean add them to your your repertoire and you know what i mean a, a lot of a lot of shit that i don't like is, is stuff that hits the nail on the head or they, they come out with the concept and they're like uh like a christian movie let's say like oh like yeah. the, the concept is you know uh god is real abortion is bad like that's it like that's it like that's like you no interpretation whatsoever that's why those movies suck this is like yeah starts off with such a simple concept and as you go up again yeah you add things and and then when you put it out people you know uh like me personally i didn't even get like the um the 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 first pass around i didn't even like um for some reason i didn't get the depression angle exactly um mm-hmm. I, you know and then and then i watched fantano's interview shout out fantano uh or fantano's review rather and that's when i saw him bring up depression on every single song and then when i listened back you know uh the the whole song about um you know i don't need you it kind of made me realize like oh shit it's not about a girl that you're breaking up with necessarily it's about it's about depression you know what i mean yeah 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 and i like i I did that pretty intentionally as well because I that I I always love songs that did that to me and like kind of fucked with me uh-huh. like Hey Ah uh, <laughs> Hey Ah uh by Outkast mm-hmm. and like 1999 by Prince where he's like fucking we're gonna party like it's 1999 you think he's just turning up but he's like talking about Armageddon like the end yeah. of the world and mm-hmm. I always love songs like that that kind of just like fuck with the listener a bit so yeah. Yeah, it's like the the black dog motif is something that was like creeping around in my head. I'm like, what the what the fuck is black dog? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, it kind of exactly like the everything kind of clicked together. And then once I realized that it was you know the depression angle of it, it really kind of um, yeah, it opened up different avenues for me. And you know, I think great art does that for sure. Um, you know, as you listen to it more, you get different interpretations, different meanings. And on top of that, the songs are just good. Like that's like, you know, what else would you want from a debut? That's honestly how I feel. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, and. Um, you know, but uh, I wanted to ask just something about the band members. But did you guys have any uh, specific questions before I move on to that? Uh, not much of like a specific question, but um, yeah, I just want to say that um, yeah, Drown was sick. Like honestly, like I mean, now that you say it's about depression, like I just had like a light bulb moment. So, <laughs> yeah. <'cause>, like, that, <laughs> like um, yeah, because like when I was because I would just blast that song because I was like getting over like a breakup with, with a girl at the mm-hmm. time, and I was just like, I don't need you, like. <laughs> 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 no but yeah that's awesome man like yeah you did that's a very well written song man yeah kudos yeah, to thank you. you man yeah yeah i mean and that's that's one of the the greatest like things about that like having some ambiguity to it people can take and interpret it in different ways and it can help people in different ways mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah yeah, when there's multiple meanings, it, it catches everybody. And maybe like, uh, you know, some guy is going through depression or going through a breakup, like you said, and and he listens to the song and interprets it that way. And he goes, oh, shit, you know what? I'm actually happy today. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, I like that, um, you know, and I, I wanted to move on because I'm, you know, I didn't want to in these interviews, I like to focus on the artists themselves. But I wanted to bring up just one one other uh, very important Australian artist who actually is related, obviously, because he's he's featured prominently on the album. Uh, Kieran J. Callanan. Fucking mm. love that guy, man. God damn. He's a he's, I, he's crazy. The the um the um what do you call it? The album that he put out um uh, just like forgetting the name of it uh, at at the moment um the one you know uh, a couple of years ago like the his last album not Return to Center but the one before where there was not too Bravado. much guitar. Well, uh, what's it? Sorry, bravado, bravado. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not too much guitar on there. I didn't really understand like his full capabilities until you know I started seeing him with the Strokes. And then it wasn't until, honestly, it wasn't until I heard Whipcracker that I was really like, holy shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what yeah. what is it like having that guy like in the studio with you? Like, he's a fucking madman. Like, I just, I just want to hear yeah, like a no, story or something, just anything, bro. Just tell me anything. Yeah. So what's, what it's like being in the studio with Kieran. All right. Um, we, so first of all, we were in this studio that was like smaller than or maybe about the size of this room this was this is about like a mm-hmm. pretty pretty regular bedroom sized uh bedroom sized room so we're in about a bedroom sized studio there was there was me there was kieran there was uh julian andrew and an engineer so there was five people in this bedroom sized studio mm-hmm. sweltering heat <laughs> um, <laughs> working for like 
for like 10 hours a day, like extremely stinky, mm-hmm. uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Kieran in that situation is, is Kieran. Um, he comes in, he's, he's the guitarist. So he comes in with his guitar, obviously, but he comes in, he has this custom like effects board mm-hmm. of all these like different effects pedals and loop pedals, just like glued to this like wooden. Plank. Oh, wow. it takes up like like a meter and a half two meters of of the room (laughs) which is like very substantial in this tiny house room that we're in um and he's just like going crazy like "Eh," like he's on like (laughs) stadium and just like tapping all these different pedals all the time um he was in the sweltering heat, he was the first one to get naked in the studio. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was another point where he came in in like a uh, chain mail, like medieval <laughs> chain mail. <laughs> no, no, no. Wow. Is that a crazy um, studio session? <laughs> I thought it was yeah. hot in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Yeah, I mean, he was he was just a great energy man. He was just a, a good vibe, and he um he obviously added a whole lot a whole lot to the tracks and a whole lot to the to the whole energy of the album. Yeah, mm-hmm. working with him is is very unpredictable, um and and very exciting. I, yeah, and yeah, obviously, like uh, kind of go, going into his feature on Drown, which I haven't had I haven't heard too many of his features or too many of that, but like from what I can tell, it's definitely like. I think it's like his all-time best feature. Like just his energy is fucking like it matches yours so perfectly. Like the two of you guys are like 80s like uh like rock like Australian rock stars like on that song. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, you guys yeah, voices no, compliment each other. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, when I the jam sessions were such an interesting way to make music because it was kind of like one person would start with an idea and everyone just has to jump on and mm-hmm. Um, when I listen to the album, I can, cause everyone in the band has such distinct personalities. Mm-hmm. So when I listen to the album, I can remember whose idea started this off and drown was definitely Kieran's like starting idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was only right to like, get him on, get him on the track. Um, and we're in the studio one day, like recording the vocals and, and, uh, I think he was just like in the area, so we just got him to come up and and smash out the the lyrics and vocals in in a night, and that was the track. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's crazy. I, I'm definitely gonna listen back just just like uh, after doing my research into these guys, uh, you know, Andrew Clipple, um, um, Touch Sensitive, you know what I mean, who made that song, uh, Pizza Pizza Guy, is that the name of that song? Yeah, yeah, that song fucking rules. But <laughs> now that I know these guys like more more intimately, I'm definitely gonna like look for you know each person's uh, personality and, and each thing. But um, kind of spe- just speaking of Andrew, just a little bit, just to kind of sidetrack. Um, he's your he's he's is he the guy who who made Hourness, or is he like your manager as well? Yeah, both, both. Yeah, he's my manager and the founder of Hourness. Okay, and how how did you guys like uh, connect and and all that? <laughs> yeah, so he uh, his wife actually found me on Instagram um, when I was in year eleven, I want to say. Oh wow! Um, yeah, his his wife found me on Instagram and commented, uh, tagged him in a post of me and. It was me and my friends, me and the goons that I'm still performing with. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just like comments, he's like, what's your email? I like, want to get in touch. So I commented my email and he emailed me. But like at the time, like I've been saying, like I've, I've been reading these Lauren Hill interviews. I've been reading these mm-hmm. people who have like mm-hmm. been in the industry. So I was like very skeptical of any person in the right. industry who like or getting signed and stuff like that. So he was messaging me about like, this label he was starting which was Alanis and I was kind of like ignoring it essentially uh-huh. um, and then a few months later I got this opportunity through Triple J Unearthed actually um, to open this this big national festival um, so I had this 11 a.m slot the first slot of the festival like no one ever shows up to the first slot mm-hmm. um, Andrew lives in Sydney and I live in Canberra so that's like a three three and a half hour drive um the festival's all sold out so there's no more tickets I'm about to go on stage for this 11 a.m set and I turn around and he's just there with his whole family like (laughs) (laughs) I'm like dog how like 
he's like yeah i'm the guy that's been emailing you i'm like oh shit um like you were you more excited more scared or what like like what is going through your head when you see this guy and his family is like he's like bitch it's me i'm here you know what i mean i'm like oh shit okay he's he's serious but then he's with his like two little girls who are like two years old oh my gosh man this this guy's a wholesome ass family man yeah so anyway i do my set and like i perform how i perform i perform like i'm on a you know performing to a stadium every time even though there was like no one there Mm-hmm. um him and his family um and he was just like really impressed with the with the performance and he just watched my 11 a.m set and then half an hour later drove him and his family back up to sydney um like three three four hour drive oh wow and then, uh, yeah after that i was like okay this guy's this guy's serious let me let me get to know him a bit um and that was in 2016 mm-hmm. we made it official and signed the deal in, in 2017 and we've been working together since then wow that's a hell of a story man yeah yeah <laughs> that's just yeah it's, it's fucking nuts like yeah i guess i guess he proved them so i guess like yeah i guess there's a lot of bullshitters in the music industry and people who are trying to take advantage but you see this guy who you know goes literally goes out of his way to come you know what i mean to come yeah, all the way to see you but yeah, yeah brought the yeah. whole family out yeah <laughs> that's the whole literally the whole that's real shit <laughs> yeah, he believed in the vision, man, from the start, and he's uh, he's he's incredible. He's a jazz pianist um, mm. by nature, and he he's he's had a lot of history in the Australian music scene, and he's been like a dance producer and all this. So he's gone through all these different phases and and uh, incarnations of of his own life, and um, it fit really well. Um, because obviously he's done all this different stuff. So he's so willing to do more different things and, and foster people who want to break boundaries and, and, and do different shit. Um, so he, he's my manager. So he handles a lot of the business stuff, but he's an artist by nature as well. So he was so understands to yeah. help, yeah. Help produce this and, and see where I wanted to go. And yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Yeah, it sounds like it, man. Yeah, I was checking out some of his '90s uh, freestyle stuff. I forgot the name <laughs> name of his band exactly, but I was looking at it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Euphoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this shit's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, it's 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 it just it's cool. Like the paths that people take, you know. What I mean, going from yeah. as you said, a jazz pianist to you know '90s freestyles is popular, cool. Like, and then he and then he's yeah. like, you know, I'm more solidified. I want to get into indie shit. So I think that's cool. Yeah. And um, it, were you the first artist on Hourness? I was the second, so he he had just um, he had just signed someone else uh, called Jess Kemp, who was like oh, a pop okay. singer, mm-hmm. and then I was yeah I was the second the second person. Got you. Okay, cool. Yeah, and a shout out Aronis. They've been they're like super nice on Instagram. They like all of our pictures. Uh, support us through thick and thin. All the stupid shit I post <laughs> and memes and nonsense I post. So shout out Aronis. Fucking shout out Aronis, man. Yeah, you guys are great. <laughs> I, I appreciate you guys. You guys su- support for some reason. Instagram is is your platform, and I, and I, you know, it's ours. So connected perfectly. So um, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, kind of going more into the uh, more into the songs. Um, I wish that Whipcracker came out this year because that would be like top like five song of the year for me. I fucking like mm. that song is that song is like absolutely like mental. Like it's so it's so crazy and um, like um. I um I wanted to ask your inspiration because I know that you said it it's you know like it's a touchy subject but I know you said that like racism is something you were experiencing kind of every day in Australia mm-hmm. and and it was interesting hearing the song because like the um the way that like this character you know at the bar specifically was like uh you know abusing women treating women and the racism it kind of reminded me of like um like uh, it's analogous to like our like proud boys kind of like you know very mm-hmm. misogynistic mm-hmm. shitty uh you know Trump supporting uh, mostly like men um but but in australia like what like was there a specific experience at a bar where this happened or is this something that you kind of just like came up with like like you know as a a combination of different experiences yeah it was definitely a combination of of a bunch of different experiences that i was just gelling together um in the one song but it it was it that's kind of like the sad thing about it it was never one moment that like stuck with me it was just like almost every time i was out Mm-hmm. like i would experience some factor of this um and it it was yeah that was definitely the inspiration it was it was just life experiences um sonically speaking though i was listening to that was i, I wrote that song a while ago and i was listening to a lot of jpeg mafia 
for yeah hell yeah nice. yeah yeah so i like uh, and i guess what blew me away with with peggy was like just his his fucking energy just like his um like he was saying shit that i hadn't heard people say and uh, and he was like being so going so against the grain and and um yeah being so so defiant and so dismissive mm-hmm. um so that energy kind of permeated into whipcracker as well um and the two like the two minute like instrumental break at the end was definitely like i felt like it was like a prince move mm-hmm. it was like uh when we first recorded the track and i got the vocals up to it at some point um and we're like okay what the fuck do we do from here <laughs> yeah we just had this <laughs> we just had this amazing instrumental for the rest of the track and we, we were thinking of like editing it to, to make it into like you know a pre a more conventional song i guess but i was just like nah fuck it what would prince do so we just left it it's a great question to ask yourself uh, yeah it's a good yeah. one <laughs> <laughs> prince still. yeah yeah and that was it no i definitely so playing whipcracker live with the band is like my favorite thing there's a video there's a video of it if you haven't seen it you should watch it it's like whipcracker with the band is like one of my favorite live experiences it, it was like bbc or something was it like a like a yeah, film like thing J, i've seen it yeah yeah uh-huh yeah that video yeah. that video fucking rocks man i fucking that song is so good like i just love i the instrumental breakdown is um is you know you, you're obviously you're 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 part in the beginning when you're just going off that's probably my favorite part i would say but like my second favorite part is that just the dueling like like the riffing guitars and the like those big like wailing like like i love that i just love like i don't know it's just very nostalgic for me it's like very like i don't know it's like it's something that like um uh, like the voids would do or something like julian casablanca's group i think like really digging into that like vcr like crazy like 80s like very like like grimy kind of sound i love i just love it you know yeah thank you man yeah that's one of my favorite tracks as well it's it's yeah fantastic song um de- definitely you know what i mean it's not yeah it's 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 fantastic um and kind of yeah and just maybe uh maybe we can talk about just one or two more songs i wanted to talk about gold chains because i know that was a big single um mm-hmm. that, well, on my first interpretation of the album um materialism and like materialism and hip-hop kind of masking um you know greater issues uh was the thing that like kind of permeated the album for me and that's what i thought the album was about and that was it and gold chains was like the first one that i kind of um that kind of you know struck that for me so like i just wanted to ask like like i know it's up for interpretation but kind of like what oh you good (laughs) sorry i think somebody's watching the game (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) um anyway it's obviously someone's getting excited uh it's up for interpretation obviously what it's about but like what did um like how did what how did that kind of start like how did that song uh come about yeah that was um that was one of the first tracks that I wrote lyrics to for the album. Um, so I was kind of just like, uh, you know, spilling out my guts, I guess. And it kind of set the tone lyrically for, for the rest of the album in, in a way, I'd say. Um, but it was, I was talking about, I guess I was talking about like the things that I was going through in the music industry specifically, like talking about, uh what I was talking to you about before how for the longest time I've just been supposed to kind of play this game of like singles and trying to be marketable and Mm -hmm. um the more that I was playing into that the the more it felt like I was kind of like losing myself um so then that dipped into themes of depression and stuff like that um but yeah a lot of it was talking about how from the outside looking in like I'm an artist I'm a rapper I'm in the music industry like they mm-hmm. all sound so grand and grandiose um at the time I remember my car was like someone had knocked off the the like the side mirror of my car and I was driving around with like a floppy <laughs> <laughs> side mirror <laughs> yeah the thing like a fucking like 2000 Toyota Camry Mm-hmm. someone's like dog you're a rapper just fucking buy a new one <laughs> not like that um so it was kind of like trying to pit against the perceptions of the outside looking in versus what it was actually like from the inside looking out yeah um and mm-hmm. and that was uh when the the motif of the gold chains came you know like it looks so gold and appealing from the outside but it's 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 almost like shack like a shackle um 
that's that's where the song kind of started and came from yeah i think i think i i really love that i love how it, it, again it ties like back into like the themes of racism the themes of depression and all it's kind of like mm-hmm. once you once you get all the themes and once you kind of try and like um decode the album like through those lenses almost you can kind of get like a rough idea of like where everything is coming from which i think is really cool and i think everything ties in pretty well and um the the last two songs on the album were were songs that i liked but i liked the other ones better but as i listen more i really do like how it's kind of like a moment of clarity at the end like it's like you know song about going fishing and it's like (laughs) you know it's a you know um it's very like you know no looking back it's very like you know okay you know i got Mm -hmm. through all that i got through all that bullshit back there and now i'm kind of like onto better things like i you know, I think it's I think it's a very well-rounded concept album, and I think you should again, you know, uh, I think you should be proud of yourself, and your label should be very proud. Thank you. Yeah, with those last songs, um, it's I, I wanted to take a different vibe with those last songs because, like, the the issues of depression and and racism are such like mental struggles, mm-hmm. and in that, I wanted it to be kind of fantastical throughout most of the album where it's like I wanted it to sound like it could be in like a fantasy world because in reality a lot of this shit is going on in my head um whereas those last those last three songs were kind of like I wanted them I wanted them to be a bit more sober Hmm. um because they were me coming to coming into terms with these things in real life um so I kind of wanted to make it a bit less bombastic and a bit more just mm-hmm. just calm and real um yeah yeah i think that that makes yeah i think that makes a lot of sense like it, it definitely does it definitely sounds like that uh mm-hmm. for sure so yeah again definitely you should, you should be proud of yourself because it's it, everything everything that you were yeah. looking to convey um was conveyed tastefully the production is good you know all, all the shit that like you know i hate to keep bringing up fantano but i'm just a, such a huge fan uh and you know what i mean all the things that he looks for production opening song closing song like you know it all just it hit all the marks so you know good on you man. you um Thanks, man. I, I was gonna i have a couple of vinyl records that i think that you could maybe speak on uh like things that i've noticed like um either on your instagram or or you know just things that you've touched on but like uh i i don't want to just continue to just be the one speaking i just wanted to throw it to troy and eve just for any like uh remaining questions about the album or questions about you know anything else so I'll start with troy i guess yeah, um, that's it. I don't really like have uh, too many questions with the album because yeah, kind of like Ryan was saying, you really hit the nail on the head. Like, like I remember like uh, when I first like heard this album, like I couldn't believe it was your debut album. You know, it was just like you just knocked it right out of the park. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, well, I've, I've the album is my favorite format, so I've just like I've been ingesting a lot of albums my whole life and. I've been waiting for waiting for the moment, you know. So I wanted to come in strong. Mm-hmm. And, and I, oh yeah, so, no, yeah. I was wondering, man, is there anything like that you're like listening to, watching, reading right now that like you're super hype about? That like I don't know, you want to recommend to anyone? Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, I'm actually I'm going through like a phase of re-watching and like re-reading and. Uh, stuff um okay. i started rereading uh berserk oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i love you yeah oh true that's so oh that's that warms my heart so much <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah, i lost yeah. my shit for a second i'm chilling <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, it's one of one of my favorite one of my favorite animes for sure. So I started re rereading the the manga, um, super fire, extremely like existential and shit. So if you're if you're into that kind of kind of thing, I definitely recommend it. Um, very dark, so content warning on that. Yeah. Um, what else? I've been listening to I've been listening to that new Zach Fox album. Have oh fuck yeah, it? dude! Oh yeah, we're about to review yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, that's fire. Like that's like I can't I can't believe it, but it's just like Zach Fox, the com- the comedian, the guy. You know, to not he's very obvious about like not taking himself seriously, but like it just slaps. Like it, it yeah, works it so does. Well. And he, yeah, he's been able to convert it and translate it into music so well um yeah uh 
that's yeah i think that's mostly it for now yeah you gotta check know. out our I... review of this xbox album when it comes out because <laughs> we're dropping okay word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be way more favorable than pitchfork not to disparage i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> connect crazy. you with disparaging pitchfork <laughs> absolutely fucking insane that's all i gotta say <laughs> ridiculous what did you guys think of uh the whole uh donda clb thing Oh, oh my God! We thought oh, we had a huge debate. Yeah, <laughs> we, we just opened up a can of worms right now, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we could talk about just like his most recent shit before we uh, just delve right into that. Uh, his, you know, all the mask wearing. Have you seen those uh, the pictures yeah, of him yeah, with yeah. the fucking Halloween mask and shit? <laughs> yeah. What do you think about that, man? <laughs> this is fucking crazy. Just, I think that's just Kanye being Kanye, man. Like, yeah, he's just finding new ways to be more Kanye. I mean, be more yay. Yeah, so nothing he does really shocks me these days. I just, it's just like, oh yeah, this, that's Kanye. Yeah, yeah. Just keep it moving. Oh, living in um, a stadium? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I saw him on that, uh, on that tour. I saw him down at the, like, we actually drove, I drove all the way down to Atlanta with my friends 13 hours. We listened to his whole discography and then we listened wow. to Donda live. It was just like the most fucking like unreal thing uh, ever. And it was the best version of that's Donda insane. too. Yeah, no weird. Oh, yeah, no weird. Uh, taking it was when he put all the features on, like all the curse words, all yeah. that shit. And uh, yeah, that was Weird. crazy. He was doing push-ups in the middle of the stadium. Like, <laughs> he's so crazy because the thing that I love most about him is that he want he wants people to pay attention to him so much. Like he wears the masks outside, like the crazy mask. But then like, and he lets people interview him, take pictures of him. But he like he doesn't say anything or he doesn't like uh, mm. address the fact that like these people are taking pictures. He's just like, I'm fucking take a picture, man. I don't care. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I have classics on classics on classics. Like you like I pack stadiums and I'm not even talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Football yeah. stadiums. Everything, like, yeah. Everything I do has said enough. Like I don't need to speak anymore. It's legit. Just, yeah. My music speaks for itself. Am. Yeah. 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 And so, regarding CLB, uh, eh. uh all right, so let's yeah. move on to the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. mean, it, it was yeah. kind of like I mean, if you compare the two, it's just like I don't know. I feel like Donda definitely won that. Like that. Um, I mean, of course, Drake. Like you know, it's Drake. He's gonna win the streaming war. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. like content wise, I don't know. Definitely Donda fans over here. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, Kurt Cobain like destroys like all of yeah. CLB, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as as soon as I got to Hurricane, I'm like, it's all been worth it. Yeah, oh my god yeah, bro yeah, yeah. See, bro see, seeing that live that he premiered the weekend um feature like like mm. live when i saw it and just seeing like the like come down and like all that shit like like i almost cried bro and, <laughs> yeah, and not to get into this for the eighth yeah not to get into this for like the eighth time on the podcast i actually had met little baby like at a wing spot like an hour before the premiere and True. his verse was on that too and it was mm. just like a, i was just like my head felt like it was good. I I I honestly cried, straight up. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I would too. That's amazing. It was just like a just everything. That that was the moment when I realized like I like because we I took a lot of videos for the page and stuff. That's the moment I realized like oh shit, this, this like this shit's real. Like you know what I mean? But um yeah. Anyway, that's awesome. Yeah, so just wanted to move on to to um you know uh, speaking because you said the album format is your favorite format. Just wanted to bring up a couple albums that might be your favorite. You know that might have influenced you in some sort of way so first one um <clears throat> wanted to I, I don't know if this is an album or more of a single but fail cootie zombie yeah yeah incredible like uh i'm ghanaian uh <laughs> my whole family's from ghana which is like extremely close to nigeria so we got all of the the cultural influences from from fela mm-hmm. um from the jump before i was even born i was i was already like cemented into his influence you know mm-hmm. um zombie is my favorite song by him for sure as well and it's like the whole story of it was it was incredible brutal him just like yeah him just like talking about the the nigerian military and, and then the whole raid on his compound and everything through his fucking mom truly an icon. yeah mm-hmm. yeah insane insane yeah no truly an icon and and extremely influential for sure Mm-hmm. yeah uh, and did you um that was that was one of the ones you were going to cover on that triple j right or you didn't end up uh yeah one of the picks yeah. right so yeah so, that was going to be insane so going uh going into that i don't remember if you covered this one or not but i don't know if you listened to this album or not but uh talking head 77 psycho killer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you yeah. did you end up covering yeah. that song i don't remember I, I covered that song with uh with the chats 
Okay, um, got it. Yeah, yeah, we did like a little collab. We we had never met before, and we met on the day, and we just had to do like a, a, a duo thing together. Mm-hmm. And we we chose a psycho killer, and we we practiced it like three times, and then we were just like, ah, oh, fuck it, <laughs> just <laughs> we, go, yeah. We and we just did it for, for for national TV, which was really fun. Um, but yeah, Talking Heads, uh, a, a big a big uh, a big inspiration for sure. Um, I can't believe I'm blanking on the the album title, but it was actually the the other Remain in Light. Yep. Um, it was actually that album that that was a big inspiration on the on Smiling with No Teeth as well, mm-hmm. uh, like energetically. Um, yeah. Talking heads, love them. Yeah, I can definitely say like "Born Under Punches" uh, influencing um, Whipcracker, like the solo, like the, yeah. those riffs and the dan it, which uh, you know, bring it all full circle. Influenced by Fela Kuti, obviously, uh, um, uh, Afrobeat. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last one I wanted to say to kind of close out the the thing. I think this would be appropriate because I think that again, um, your album, as I said, uh, covered the grounds of uh, rap materialism, depression, and um, what was the other thing: rap materialism, depression, and uh, and racism. And I think you connected all those themes quite well. And um, just one one more album that I think you definitely, I think everybody in this chat fucking knows. I mean, Kendrick Lamar's. Of course. Uh, oh, T-Pab. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows. Everybody knows T-Pab. Of course. My favorite, my favorite album of all time. Like, um, yeah, my favorite album of all time. My it, it took the spot from Dark Twisted Fantasy, which I never thought could happen. Damn. Uh, Wow. It was it was the first time because I'm just like I'm a, obviously I'm just a big music appreciator. I've never had a favorite rapper because I could never pick it until mm-hmm. uh, to, to Pimp a Butterfly came out, and I was like, this guy is the fucking greatest. Um, yeah, like uh, I, that that album came out when I was in year 12, 12th grade, and and I studied that album harder than I studied anything in school um truly like burnt into my consciousness like it's it's the blueprint for a lot of stuff and yeah can't recommend it higher yeah i mean yeah definitely yeah that definitely wraps it up um uh any uh any any plugs i know that you're you're coming to um i know you're coming to new york city i'm going to that show i think it's like mid mid january or something like 17th or something something like that yeah (laughs) something like that any uh Um, yeah rounded out any plugs what do you got yeah, I mean, well, I'm I'm doing I'm coming on my first ever US tour in January. Um, we're going to a bunch of places all over the country. Uh, I don't have the list with me now, but they're on my website, genesisawusu.com slash tour. They're on my Instagram, genesisawusu. Um, yeah, so I hope to see all of you there. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll be there. We'll be with we'll, we'll be there a lot. Um, next year there's a there's a few more things that i can't announce yet but they're pretty exciting mm-hmm. um going to europe as well if any of you uh anyone from europe is listening we're doing a bunch of shows there we're doing primavera sound hell yeah in, in barcelona yep. as well um yeah a lot of cool shit coming next year oh That's yeah me hashtag reese gurney <laughs> hell yeah man yeah and if we can pack that those arenas in australia we can pack the fuck out of the grand mercy theater let's sell those damn tickets out I will be there. You know what I mean? Uh, you should be a fan of Genesis of uh, uh, Genesis Wasu already. But if you're just a fan of the page and you want to check out, you know, music that we fuck with, I will be there. You can meet me. You know, me can shake my hand. I will be wearing yeah. a ski mask. Yeah, just go just for Ryan, though. Just to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But I'll see you there. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. Sure. all right wait right. let me let me see let me see you so i know <laughs> all right yeah I know who all right yeah so let's just uh, officially sign this off uh anti-signing <laughs> off whatever signing off yeah thanks for anti-signing joining. off thanks for joining guys uh this is a uh, exclusive here we go hold on ah there we go wow that's what you look like yeah <laughs> i know i'm pretty no, ugly I right i have a face oh, <laughs> wow, love it admin yeah, yeah, Sick. yeah, we started All doing right. the mask thing because, like, I don't like was it, we're big fans of of Jesus, so we like started mm-hmm. doing the the mask thing. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> another one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, And plus, like, we were all like working our nine to five jobs at the time, so we were just like, mm-hmm. we don't want to get fired for saying pussy on the podcast, so we're just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, sick, sick. Yeah, I fuck with it. Yeah, I love it. 
I love it. Oh, yeah, amazing, guys. Thank you. Dude, thank you yeah, so much for coming, Thanks for coming out, dude. That real yeah, man. Of course. Legit, uh, the le- biggest interview we've done. Legit, like not even, not even, no hyperbole, straight up. Hey, yeah. It's an honor. It's yeah, an honor man. and a pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity, man. I, I appreciate it. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll see you in January. So. Spit up on your grave, hope my thoughts behave, we so depraved. Spit up on your grave, hope my thoughts behave, we so depraved. Uh, hope your soul is safe, we gon' hold your faith. Hope your soul is safe, we gon' hold your faith. Look into the eyes of your master, tell me if he still got the answer. If he pour my ass to the pastor, better go Casper for a disaster. Why you asking why I'm so jaded? Who forgot your thoughts on the races? Mammy got the crumbs from your faces, fed all your babies, still cup the races. You a woman beater, but you still want respect. Fuck a bet, sit your ass in prison, sucker, you get checked. I digress, goofy motherfucker slipping, you get slept. Hope you wept, you ain't getting safe, I'm on my Malcolm X. Mama said, Mama saw you a fucking star. Keep your hands to yourself when you at the bar. Mama said, Mama saw you go home these scars. I don't care about your cars, you be fucking smart. Spit up on your grave, hope my thoughts behave, we so depraved. Spit up on your grave, hope my thoughts behave, we so depraved. Mama said, Mama saw you a fucking star. Keep your hands to yourself when you at the bar. I've been rocking, rocking with my crew. We don't fuck with neo Nazi spew. Say what's up to you, you, you and you. You rolling with the fucking cameras. Spit up on your grave. Hope my thoughts behave. We so depraved. Spit up on your grave. Hope my thoughts behave. We so depraved. Uh, hope your soul is safe. We gon' hold your faith. Hope your soul is safe. We gon' hold your faith. Whip your hands. Whip your ass. Whip your meds. Whip. This ain't the 50s, you ain't talking shit Know your place, know your role, for you get tripped You ain't no masters, your place has been flipped Whip your heads, whip your ass, whip your men's whip This ain't the 50s, you ain't talking shit Know your place, know your role, for you get tripped You ain't no masters, your place has been flipped